Welcome to the Matt Mosley Show. We used to be able to kind of meander in the days of COVID, still COVID, but in the days of no games. Boy, you remember what that was like. We did rally. I would say those were some of our finest hours when we got some great guests. We would do three hours a day from three to six. What's funny is, Stephen, now there's like all this stuff to talk about. We could actually easily fill three hours, and we're now limited to one hour. (laughs) But that's okay. I'm going to embrace this, man. I am not. uh, Stephen, as you found, I'm not one to complain ever. Oh, no. Yeah, that's that's not you at all. (laughs) I rarely complain. This is the Matt Mosley Show. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, and we're doing our thing. And uh, well, we've had a we've had a big day. Got a lot of news out there that we need to uh, share with you. For you Longhorn fans, uh, we do have the guy who just had the first exclusive sit down interview with the Sark, the Sark himself, Steve Sarkeesian, head coach, Texas Longhorns. Uh, Brian Davis from the Austin American Statesman will join us on oh, about 1.20 today. He has already flown out to Miami, was at the Fontainebleau at Miami Beach, and then uh, made his way back to the land of the Longhorn, and uh, he will talk to us about his sit-down with Steve Sarkeesian. Some interesting stuff in there about Steve and kind of what he hopes to do, his hopes and dreams at the University of Texas. Hit us up on the text line. You can always call us. Longhorns out there, are you excited? Is this hire starting to grow on you? The Sark, 254-662-1660. You can text us and let us know what you think about the hire. Um, a man who once was a head coach at Washington was a man by the name of Daryl Royal, he once coached at the University of Washington before becoming the legendary coach at the University of Texas. So, I don't know, Stephen, am I stra- am I reaching a little bit there to compare those two? If, <laughs> yeah, if may- he, maybe a tad, but uh, if impressive. If he does anything, if yeah. he does anything like Daryl, it would be wouldn't, you know, the Longhorn fans would be ecstatic. They would be for sure, and and I will say, you know, on as much as we sort of. Uh, made fun of Texas for the whole disaster with being very public about the trying to court Urban Meyer there and it not working out. Uh, this Steve Sarkeesian hire was was really quiet. I mean, I was surprised when the news came down, and uh, he obviously did a really good job at Alabama. Has been a head coach in the past, so uh, yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. This is you know round three of uh, I guess since Mac left, this is the guy that's supposed to turn this thing around. But certainly has a really impressive resume coming to Austin. Yeah, I'll tell you who else they were able to keep it quiet from. Tom Herman. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. He was kind of surprised by the whole thing uh, just going down. Stephen, tell them what studios we're in today. Love it, man. Love it when these, when when some of our great friends we're back with. We are back, Stephen. Tell them what the beautiful studios. And as you imagine what these studios look like, just think of the class, the way those trucks, think of some of those beautiful trucks out there. Steven, what studios are we doing this show from? 
We are in the uh, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. Appreciate Woo! Alan Samuels hopping back on with us. Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Stephen, all the improvements to the studio, tell me about them. They look pretty nice. Looking out that window, you got a better view now. Yep. They put can, some shades up. Can see the snow still on the ground a little bit. We got a, a nice TV with college uh, national championship, college football playoff national championship previews going on. So, wow, wow. All, all the great improvements brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Tonight is the college football playoff. We think we're going to get to the uh, promised land. There were some rumors that the Ohio State youngsters were having some COVID issues. Stephen, if Alabama puts it on them, if Alabama, in under Nick Saban and the great Sarkeesian, if they come out and win by three or four touchdowns, you're going to hear the COVID got the Buckeyes. You will hear. Who's that sound like, Stephen? The Buckeyes. Whose voice is that? Is that Keith Jackson? No, 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 no. Oh. I'll, I'll help you here. You're looking live at Miami. Oh, the great, the great Brent Musburger, friend of the show. Yes, yes. Boy, boy, why did I not get Brent on today? I should do that. Oh, whoa. All right, that is the, the breaking news sounder. We go to the Alan Samuels uh, studio for uh, this announcement, uh, breaking news with Stephen Simcox. Matt, some NFC East news. According to Tom Pelissario from the NFL Network, Doug Peterson is out as the Eagles head coach. Looks like he was safe, and I guess after that uh, debacle against Washington, he has been let go. So Eagles will be searching for a new head coach. Man, golly, Tom Pelissero. Jeez, three minutes ago. Steven, I love that. You were all over this thing. Man, the Eagles have hired a new head coach. My gosh, Stephen, how many years are they removed from winning a Super Bowl? It wasn't this yeah, last wasn't Super ago. Bowl, but two, three years go back ago. to the previous year. I mean, it wasn't long ago at all. They won it with the great Nick Foles. Goodness gracious. Was that 2018 season? They won the dead gum Super Bowl? I mean, that is insanity. You're right, 2018. 2018 season. Mm -hmm. Goodness. And that guy is gone after they tried to lose a game. I don't know how much that had to do with it. Obviously, they saw Wentz backtrack. Steven, does it look like they're going to keep our friend Howie Roseman? The great Howie Roseman is GM? Boy, Doug Peterson already out. Man, Steven, that might have been your offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> had Boise State landed Kellen Moore. Boise State's AD over the weekend made it official. Jeremiah Dickey, old friend of ours, though, Stephen, now Dickey. I've been, we're still texting all the time. But he's, I mean, I think they're, I think, I think the way I counted it, 27 other outlets there in Idaho, uh, in surrounding areas. Montana, what's up, what else is up there, Stephen? Idaho, Montana, where do people fly fish up there? I mean, I, all those surrounding states. Uh, before Jeremiah Dickey could get to us. Golly, he was our guy. He loved this show more than anything. And now he's the AD at Boise State, and he has turned his back. No, he's fine. He's fine. We'll just let him have some time. <laughs> Got to talk to the let Wyoming him. folks, check in with them. Yeah, yeah, I love Wyoming. Love all those folks. Did you see, Steve? 
I always like looking to see where all these folks that stormed the Capitol, where they were from. Idaho. You know, Idaho's not a big state, but they had pretty good representation up there ransacking the Capitol. Uh, this, uh, this gentleman was from Idaho. Steven, they, what, had a, they had a delegation up there. For some reason, man, you get out to Idaho and you get some folks that they kind of get away from society. They get out there a little bit. It's like, hey, let's have a hey, let's let's go storm the Capitol. Let's go run around. Now all these people tried to fly home, and they're on a no-fly list. <laughs> Here's the deal: if you storm the Capitol and put the Capitol police in peril. At least one of them, at least one of them killed. Another off-duty officer I was reading yesterday lost his life. Three or four, I, I see, how many others? The, the one woman who was a, uh, uh, you know, a, a service veteran, she stormed the Capitol and ends up getting shot and killed. Um, I mean, this is not good. It's not good, Stephen. Okay, we won't get into all that, though. Um I, just, I still remember the day. It was like, was it the day after we came back on the air? And you were just like, Matt, are you? Yes, are it, you was. it was. The, it was the day we were back happening? on the air. It was that Tuesday. <laughs> I thought it was Wednesday. I don't know. I just remember you saying, Matt, are you kind of seeing what's going on at the Capitol? And <laughs> oh, yeah, looked, you're right. I'm it was like, Wednesday. Yikes. Yikes. Like they, I mean, they, we're on talking to Baylor Beth. People are like inside the chambers. <laughs> Golly. And we're just like, hey, what do you what do you think Baylor basketball is going to do against Oklahoma tonight? Yeah, and the guy who got fired at Philly, I ripped off like a great Peterson joke. You know, it, it did really, really well on Twitter. And then, and then like, Stephen, I'm like, eh. As the, day, as the next couple of days, events unfolded. Oh, I was no, like, did eh. you delete that one? That was a good one. Yeah, that was a great thank one. You. Thank you. Did really well. It was a good joke. But I was dealing – I didn't have all the information. And then as the days unfolded, we lost a member of the Capitol Police, obviously, Stephen. So I kind of, I just didn't think the joke in light of what happened was appropriate. You know, so I was like, I don't ever want to be one of those guys who slinks away from a joke. But I just thought that's not appropriate. You know, sometimes you got to just kind of go, hey, that was not an appropriate, you know, in light of what we know now. But Stephen, um, Doug Peterson's been fired. Cowboys have a defensive coordinator on the ground. Okay, a candidate is on the ground. Uh, As of about 20 minutes ago, we do know that Dan Quinn, let's walk through his career, Stephen, a little bit. Dan Quinn was the the head coach of the Falcons. Golly, did he get them to a Super Bowl? He did. He was he was the head coach during that epic epic collapse. Yeah, gets them to a Super Bowl, and and then they have the epic collapse against uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots. He also before that, I remember talking to him, Stephen, one uh, in in kind of a in person type meeting when I was at one attending one of those Super Bowls. That I think would have been the one in Houston. So he would have been on the staff with, or maybe I was at the Atlanta. Maybe I'm thinking the Atlanta. No, no, no. This was when he was assistant. Was he assistant at Seattle under Pete Carroll at it, one point? Yeah, he was the D.C. at Seattle from 2013 to 2014. 
then went to the Falcons job. He was also was. on yeah. that staff with the Seahawks as a, a D-line coach for uh, a season as well from 20, 2009 to 2010. But he was the defense coordinator in 2013-2014 in there. All right, Dan Quinn has become the leader. All right, in the leader in the clubhouse for the Cowboys defensive coordinator position. You know, I the Stephen the, the it, it, with Dan Quinn's history, this team will get big leads and then forfeit big leads. <laughs> it's not much different than well, I guess this year they were more get out to a terrible start and then and try to come furiously back. Furiously yeah. come back. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I think I could get my arms around Dan Quinn. I mean, he's a former head coach, good defensive coordinator in the league, used to preside over the Legion of Boom, the Legion of Boom there in Seattle. Let's give a let's kind of get excited. Stephen, are you excited about Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn, the new possible potential defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys? Does that and let's let our people weigh in. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. That's the text line, Stephen. I mean, I, I mean, this is uh, this is big. This is big. Our folks will want to sound off on this, Stephen. Where do you stand on this? Uh, yeah, I think it'd be a good hire. I mean, Dan has an impressive resume. Um, you mentioned his time with the Falcons. It, it, one interesting thing here, Matt, is Mike McCarthy, obviously head coach in the league for a long time. A lot of his assistants are former head coaches. This would be another guy he brought in that was a former head coach. Mike Nolan was a former head coach. Uh, Jim Thompson, who they ended up parting ways with. Joe Philbin. There's a lot of uh, – I mean, uh, Bones Fossil was an interim coach for a while. There's a lot of guys on the staff who have had head coaching experience. I don't know if that's coming from, you know, the organization or if that's just Mike McCarthy and who he knows, but it's just sort of an intriguing thing. Um in Atlanta, that defense hasn't been good the last few years, but obviously he was a head coach. He wasn't just in charge of that side of the ball. So moving into a, a role where he's a D.C. like he was in Seattle, like he was at Florida before that, I think that could be a, a good transition for him. And, um, yeah, obviously a really impressive resume to come in as a, as a coordinator. That's a, a good name in Dan Quinn. Oh, man. Dan Quinn. For those of you who are trying to think, I feel like I know that guy. Bald-headed guy. Or he has a shaved head. I don't know. Uh, well, he's bald, and uh, we just don't know if it's by choice or not. Shaka, we thought it was, we thought he was bald for life, and Shaka Smart grew his hair back out, and the Longhorns are suddenly a top five team in the country, and they hit a buzzer beater the other day to beat West Virginia, and that leads to our other breaking news. West Virginia has some COVID issues. Seems kind of redundant, uh, but um, Stephen. Um, West Virginia, that game that we were excited about coming up, uh, the Baylor versus West Virginia, that was a top 25 matchup number two versus wherever West Virginia shows up today. Usually those rankings come out about noon, Stephen. I'm going to assume they've kept, they keep getting beat, so I bet they're hanging around at like in the 20s or something. But West Virginia versus Baylor has been postponed Let's go back to the Alan Samuels uh, studios. Boy, we, Stephen and I, are, are loving being in these studios. Very nice, very comfy. Stephen, uh, the latest on Baylor and West Virginia being postponed. Do we have kind of an inkling? Now Baylor has a postponement of their own doing. Some COVID issues with the Bears happened, uh, knocked off this uh, UT game. Now the West Virginia... And this is because of the West Virginia program 
Uh, that game has been postponed. Stephen, can you walk us through? Have we heard yet? You know when when we might be able to see these games made up. And right now, it looks like the Bears are a full go on that game in Lubbock. Mm-hmm. All right, that game in Lubbock is set for Saturday. I don't think we have a time or TV yet for that, but I believe that game is set for Saturday. Obviously, you'll be able to hear that right here on ESPN Central Texas with John Morris, Pat Nunley on the call. Uh, Stephen, any more news? coming out about that Baylor-West Virginia situation. So as you said, Matt, it's the, the issues around West Virginia's end, according to David Kay, communications there for men's basketball. They're planning on playing. Baylor is at 3 p.m. Saturday against Texas Tech in Lubbock, and that game's going to be on ESPN. Uh, and then they have not mentioned a, a date yet, but Baylor will have to uh, reschedule, or the Big 12 will have to reschedule both Baylor versus Texas and now Baylor versus West Virginia and uh, the men will basically have a week off, and they'll get back in action uh, next Saturday afternoon against Texas Tech. Um, wow. That is, uh, that is really – all of that is interesting. We know the women are uh, – we're waiting. Let's see, Stephen. We're getting closer to hopefully um, Kim Mulkey will be able to get out of the, the, the COVID protocols. We – Wish her well, and, and uh, I know uh, a lot of thoughts are going out to Kim. I believe that she's supposed to be able to come back on the 15th, and we'll get the women back to action. Stephen, do you have that in front of you, the women? Boy, you've been very newsy on that. We'll get that later in the show. i tell you what, we'll hit that later in the program. Right now we need to get to it. Brian Davis from the Austin American Statesman had the first sit-down exclusive interview with the Sark, Steve Sarkeesian, Steve Sarkeesian, the uh, the new University of Texas football coach. We're going to talk to Brian about that interview next. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. We're seeing a bit more sunshine across the area today with snow from Sunday melting across central Texas, creating slushy conditions on the roadways. Highs will be around 42 degrees with peaks of sunshine into the evening. Skies will clear up even more overnight, becoming partly cloudy with temperatures dropping down to around 25 degrees. Tuesday will be slightly warmer with highs in the upper 40s, hovering around 49 degrees. Skies will be mostly sunny throughout the day on Tuesday. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Jerry Hill with us, Baylor Bear Foundation, talking about the uh, just-released 25 for 25, top 25 Baylor student-athletes in the Big 12 era. And this is the 25th year of the Big 12. It was tough. It was tough leaving some people off, um, great athletes, great people, that kind of thing, but... Man, it's, you just get to 25, and you have to be happy with that list. And and so, uh, yeah, I do think, though, there will be a lot of debate over the next couple of months. That's fun, though. That's what these lists are about. They're, they're about some debate. But I, I think this list in particular, too, is about honoring a, a great era of Baylor athletics, you know, in the Big 12 era, and, and honoring all these ones that have come through here. The John Morris Show. 2 to 3 p.m. Weekdays here on ESPN Central Texas.
Hey Central Texas, this is Julio Castillo, owner and operator of Jack Roofing and Exteriors. Let's talk Roofing for Dummies 101. First, you want to breathe. Second, you want to seal. And third, you want to defend. Today, we're going to talk about sealing your roof properly. You want to seal your roof properly to create a waterproof barrier so you don't have leaks in the future. For more information, check us out online at jacroofs.com or call us directly at 254-732-2872. Here at Jack Roofing and Exteriors, we are making customers happy one roof at a time. Why not start off the new year in a new Ram truck? The Start Something New sales event is in full swing at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. Right now, take $10,000 off MSRP on a new 2021 Ram 1500 Lone Star with 12-inch touchscreen and 20s. Or $7,000 off MSRP on a new Ram 2500 Crew Cab Bighorn. Cameron Autoplex is your Central Texas truck authority. So make that short drive and let us prove to you why it's always cheaper and easier in Cameron. Just call Beat Services when electricity is on your list. Call Beat Services, your need is our priority. Call BP Services at 254-292-8908. Your need is our priority. 292-8908. Your need is our priority. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Today is your chance to make your home more affordable. Let InCommons Bank help you refinance your home and save you thousands of dollars. Now is the time to refinance with historically low rates available. InCommons Bank works with you to make the approval process fast, usually in as little as 24 hours. We make the process quick and easy, often closing in as little as 30 days. Competitive rates, excellent service with local decision making. Visit InCommonsBank.com mortgage or come see me, Regina. InCommons Bank member FDIC, equal housing lender. guest here this little bit he's a guy who appreciates the eagles man who was poolside at the uh, fontainebleau um over the last couple of days and has already made it back to austin this man does not like to spend time away from home and some for some reason came scrambling back home from gorgeous miami beach to the snow of central texas of the hill country it is brian davis austin american uh, statesman uh brian welcome back to the program and uh man welcome back to uh central texas although 
you were in a pretty good spot. I'm not sure. Perhaps the uh, perhaps the folks there at the Statesman didn't really want you uh, on the beach for for several days. Well, first off, it's good to hear your voice, fine sir, and the sweet dulcet tones of the pride of Coffin washing all over Central Texas is exactly what everyone in the two five four needs to have on a daily basis. Let's get that straight. <laughs> Secondly, um, I think it's very clear that in a when you are in a hotel lobby full of Alabama fans and half-naked women, you go and interview the Alabama coach. That's what you're supposed to do. You go find the Alabama offensive coordinator. Don't don't even waste your time with all this other, you know, seedy behavior that yeah. may or may not be happening there. Uh, you know, we're here to talk football. We're here to talk serious business, not uh, not you know lay out by the pool and, and uh, you know, mm. drink up my ties and whatnot. That's not what we do. <laughs> oh, man. I, I hope you at least kind of swung by the the uh, Nobu right over there next door. And then the Fontainebleau, you go through that, that uh, lobby, and there's a pretty good little cheeseburger joint kind of down uh, one level there where you can be a little casual. You don't have to be all – dressed up in the uh, Miami Beach, but that was an interesting. So, Brian, walk us through. So you get up there to that second floor, and as you describe it in the story in the Austin American Statesman, that's a really nice job because you gave some good depth on his background while giving all the quotes and everything that you got from uh, the exclusive sit-down with uh, Coach Sarkeesian there at UT. What was that? The way you uh, The way it came across is that he was very – open and it it leads me to have to ask the obvious question does he did it seem like way different than the first time you sat down to visit with Tom Herman do these do these feel like total opposites or have you ever sat down with Tom Herman (laughs) (laughs) yes I've sat down with Tom Herman you know (laughs) the concept of that is funny um I, I I think that I think a couple things number one Sark was very very at ease and very relaxed because, you know, he was, uh, what was it, I guess 48 hours away or 24 hours away from, you know, I think they're going to go out there and roll all over a whole state tonight. So, you know, he was relaxed about that. Um, And then I think that he's at ease because I think he's a man who is confident in himself. Um, you You know, Matt, I think this is really important. Just my vibe and my take of him Here's a guy who grew up in California, okay, went to a California junior college, then he went to BYU, um, then basically learned at the foot of, Nor- of Norm Chow. Everything he's done, for the most part, has been West Coast-based, right? Mm-hmm. Here's a guy who was in college, same time, you know, we were, you know, in, in the you know, mid-90s, right? And so he doesn't know who Daryl Royal really is, right? I mean, all he sees is just a name on the stadium. Right, he doesn't know who Fred Akers really was, or David McWilliams, or John Makovic, for that matter. I mean, he, yeah. you know, he doesn't know who he doesn't know who these people are. He does know Mac Brown only because Mac Brown brought you know arguably one of the greatest football teams ever into the into the West Coast and beat the Trojans, right? And so, you know, every hire, the last two hires have been, oh, you know, Charlie Strong doesn't know Texas, and he's following Mac. And then it was, oh, Tom Herman's trying to be Mac Brown 2.0, right? Well, now I think Texas has a guy who he's just like, 
listen, I'm just I'm just a guy trying to win some football games. <laughs> you know, I mean, don't don't make this any more harder or more difficult than it already is, right? Get get good players, coach them up, and win games. That's it. Yeah, and I'm talking to Brian Davis, Austin American statesman, who uh, uh, the great newspaper out of Austin, who sat down with the the Sark, uh, Steve Sarkeesian. Man, I think of the Tark. I think when I say Sark, I think of the great Tark. <laughs> you think bring your towel. playbook. You think bring your oh, playbook. Man, just biting on that towel. Sark needs to do something like that. Now, is he um, – uh, so as you're kind of uh, uh, gauging, you know, your email box, your Twitter, you know, we, we kind of judge things by this. I know you were happy to see me get out of Twitter jail. I had been infiltrated yeah. or uh, – and uh, – uh, they try, you know, they they shut me down like they did President Trump, but they, it was for different well, reasons. Well, culture's big these days, but I'm glad yeah. that they uh, allowed a waiver for you. They brought me back, and uh, I'm, and I'm happy to be back. What are you sensing? Have the Longhorn fans? Has it been kind of a meh, or has it been as they kind of get to know a little bit more and maybe think about? all this uh, unbelievable success with this Alabama offense, do you feel the excitement building along uh, among Longhorn Nation? No, there's definitely some meh. <laughs> there's no <laughs> doubt about it. There's definitely some meh mixed in there. Because here's why, okay? Because throughout the second half of October and November and early December, this was a fan base that was starting to be led to believe that Urban Meyer was coming, right? Um, the message boards were hot and heavy, you know, nice and frothy. Um, we were hearing that, hey, it's possible, it's possible, it's possible, it might happen. And then all of a sudden, you know, we learned that Urban finally told the school, told Del Conte and Jay Hartzell, you know, listen, I'm not going into coaching. Right, or at least I'm not going back into college coaching. Okay, college coaching. I think he's going to end up in the NFL uh, probably next season, but not going to go into college coaching. Well, the problem is, is when when the when the pump is primed for Urban Meyer, and you end up with anything but, there's going to be a letdown from that. And so, uh, I, I really don't think it's anything against Sarkeesian. I really don't. I, th- I think it's just, oh, this isn't Urban Meyer. This is what we thought we were getting. Right um, now, that said, once you get over that, and then you dig into what he did at U- what he did at Washington, what he did at USC before his downfall, what he's done with the Falcons, and now with the Crimson Tide, it is pretty exciting, I think. Um, you know, and if Texas can have even remotely close to some of that offensive success, then they're going to do pretty well in this league. Yeah, I'm with you. You might want to go easy on that Falcons deal because they kind of ran him out of town. But I'm with you on some. Of, I do think uh, I do kind of like you know some of what he's done, and and I liked when you got in that uh, the uh, the story about the the running backs and trying to get some of these matchups. What were you begging for? And the guys you and Bowles and those guys who cover it said, <laughs> I mean, what Bijan? There's the guy just going crazy yeah, B, in the first yeah. half okay. of that. What, what's that? No, I I I know where you're going, and you're right. What am I begging for? I'm begging for more Bijan, please. I mean, (laughs) Jesus age. Oh my God! It's like (laughs) on what planet do you have to? On what 
planet do you have to be able to live on where you don't run the best running back for the majority of the game? I mean, I, I get it that Tom wanted to run a three-man rotation. Okay, that's fine, all and well and good, right? But when you, when you sign a five-star, number one rated running back, and then you basically Cedric Benson him for you know most of the season. Well, that's on you, Coach. I'm sorry, that is on you. Yeah. And if there's one thing, the the only the well, there's a lot of things on the field that I had a, that I you know would question about Tom. But the one major thing that I would beat my head on every week is why is this guy not getting the ball more, right? And then it gets to the point. Matt, well, I know you saw you saw what he did against K State. He runs wild over K State. He was going crazy against Colorado, and then the defense didn't stop him. The coaches stopped him. They pull him out for four straight series. Oh, Texas goes four and three and out of those four straight series. Maybe we should get the guy back in. And it is so obvious that ESPN announcers are on at halftime going, "Man, what did Bijan? What did he say? Tom Herman really pissed him off." You know, man, it's yeah. like, dude. Put the best players on the field. What are you doing? Yeah, okay. Some, I'll, uh, I'll get off my soapbox now. No, that's okay. That's okay. Now, I really wish you had to ask like a loaded Mosley type question at the very end, <laughs> just straight faced with the Sark with Sarke, Coach Sarkeesian, and just said something like, "Now, how do you, uh, Coach? What do you think about the Alamo Bowl?" And just kind of get, <laughs> just give it a. Re- <laughs> I, just thought kinda... say, I thought you were going to say. A, lo- a, lo- a good loaded Mosley question would be, now, Coach, what are we going to do if we get trapped in that circle by the Elite Cafe? I mean, what are we going to do there? <laughs> he does, you know, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have a clue. He wouldn't have he a would, clue that he doesn't know the he health would camp. No, he would not know. Hey, listen, listen. And we want to keep this man out of Georgia's. <laughs> yes, Coach. That chicken fried steak, it's pretty dang good, but you don't want to have too many of those because that's going to ruin us now. <laughs> that's right. That's uh, well. I, 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 you know, I, I say I would say that was a very thorough thing, and and not make light of it all. I, I thought that was interesting. You did ask him, and it seemed like he was very open about his struggles uh, with addiction. Um, you know, yeah. I, Brian, do you get the sense from talking to people because you've also talked to other people that have been around him that I, not everybody you know goes to AA. And then they're just like, okay, I'm 20 years sober now, or I'm this many. I mean, that's a daily type decision you have to it make. Is. Where do you think this guy is in that process? Because, I mean, I again, the last time he was on this stage, it was a disaster, um, you know, at, at being at a, at, a, at a major college program. It obviously – uh, the addiction reared its ugly head. Do you, how do you, you just, does this guy just uh, ooze sort of confidence? And you just feel like he, I mean, I know it's hard to judge that, but wh- how did that, right. how did that come across when you were kind of talking about all that stuff? Well, I, 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 first off, I'll say this, you know, for the, the audience listening, I mean, we like to joke about a lot of things, but this, this is a serious topic and it, and it, and it did, it, it ruined his career. There's no question about that. Um, you know, and, and we are talking about alcoholism here. I mean, there, there's been no, there's been no drug addiction that we know of. This, this is mostly just drinking. Um, and, you know, to his credit, he's like, look, you know, I go to Alcoholics Anonymous, and I, he said I, there are some things about the program I, I want to keep anonymous because it is anonymous. But he says, but my story is very public, and it's, it's out there. Um, you know, he still goes to AA meetings. 
And he said, he said, I said, you do? Yes, regularly. Okay. So I mean, he's admitting this right up front. And one of the things that I think is is um, is is really pretty honorable, quite frankly, is a. It takes a Matt, as you know, it takes a lot for a forty-six-year-old man to admit his faults publicly, and especially on the stage that these guys have. Um, it's a lot. I mean, these are these are grown adult men who are going into uh, recruits' homes and telling their parents, "Give me your son. I'm going to make them a better person when they when they come back to you." Right. And so, for someone like that to uh, admit that they're that, that they have been perfect and admit their own faults, I think is big. And what Texas is banking on is that they are banking on a man a coach who has hit rock bottom knows what it's like to lose everything and can bounce back and bounce back even stronger they're, that's what they're banking on because if because like I, like I wrote in that piece if this happens if this happens and Texas gets gets to the CFP and gets on that national championship stage this will be hailed as one of the best turnaround stories in, in college football history Sark's journey and road to redemption yeah I think it will. But before we get there, let's just hey, let's celebrate a little bit. I mean, I you kind of I, I I can't remember exactly where you were on Shaka. Um that Texas program was about a game away as you well know. You flew to that uh, Big 12 tournament in Kansas City before the uh, it was and that was when COVID was really breaking and everything. That tournament was called off and I know how strange that whole situation was, but uh, mm-hmm. man, at least you have a fun college basketball program to watch, and you get to know Brian what it's like. I know the uh, that's your alma mater. Although you are a uh, hardcore beat writer, and you don't root for the Horns, I don't try to hide my rooting interest for the Bears. <laughs> you know, no, you I'm not. not working for the Waco Trib or the Morning News anymore. I don't have to hide it. I want Correct. the Bears to you know to run the Horns off the court, and I don't hide that. Now, deep you, down, you, somewhere in those me, places. Do I do, if you prick me, do I not bleed green and yellow? Come on. <laughs> That's right. Gold, sir. Green and gold. gold and if green you prick and gold, you, burn orange will come out, but you've tried to keep it down as much as you can. But that will be fun. And it's fun, I'm sure, to be back at uh, whatever you call that, Club Irwin, with some actual yes. excitement. Can't get many fans in there, but... Uh, which, you know, has uh, that's that's been the same thing the last few years. But this is a season you would you would be getting a ton of people in there. So anyway, I, I just would we, real quick, would we yeah. are you sure we said it is Texas <laughs> basketball. Um, you know, here's here's my thing about that. And, and talking with some of the other guys who who we covered, who who, you know, I along with them, we cover basketball. There was there's a part of us that is waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? And I know that sounds terrible, and I know that sounds bad, but but look, yes, they are 4-0 in the Big 12, and yes, that is fantastic, and yes, they won at Kansas, which was pretty awesome. Good for them. Congratulations. But this is the same program that has not won an NCAA tournament game in five years under this head coach. This is the same program that cranked out three first-round draft picks and still couldn't even make it to the NCAA tournament in some of these years. Now, do they have a veteran team? Absolutely. Is Greg Brown a dynamic one-and-done freshman? No question. And I think that 
finally the stars have aligned for them to at least make the NCAAs, right? I mean, let's not talk about the Final Four. With this program, let's talk about just getting into the tournament first because that's been a problem in the past, right? So, so yeah, so, I mean, Shaka, look, Shaka Smart was going to be fired at the end of last season had it not been for COVID, okay? Mm -hmm. COVID comes, it hits, no one knows what to do, the tournament's called off, and Texas didn't want to pay the buyout, so they keep him. Well, that's been a that's turned out to be a smart decision because now they're ten and one, number four in the country, and and rolling, and you know where's this all going to go? I don't know, but uh, it's going good right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I it'll be great, and in the Bears, I think that game's scheduled for February second, and that'll be number two versus wherever UT is. Man, they're hanging around their top five type team right now, and you're right, man. I'm I'm. Ramey and Coleman and all these guys. Let's see what they do as they get into the meat of this schedule. But I, but I like it, and uh, I, I do, I do like redemption stories. So I'd love to see Shaka bounce back, but uh, still has to deal with Scott Drew and the Baylor Bears, one of the well, greatest. Yeah, and so we'll see where that goes. That's true. And and you know, I saw that Baylor was so scared to play Texas, they went and got COVID the first time. You know, so. Don't be letting those Baylor Bears, you know, go out and purposely catch COVID so they would avoid Texas. You know, you can't do that. You've got to play these games, Matt Mosley. Just remember the last time Rick Barnes went like 17-0 and and they were ranked number one in the country. They came to the Farrell Center at some point, and I think that was when Quincy AC put about 10 dunks on them. I mean, dunking on their heads. So there's no COVID. There's no COVID. There's no, there's no fear in these Bears. All right, Brian. I always enjoy it, buddy. Great to have you back. I appreciate it, my man. Good to hear your voice. Oh, yeah, there he goes. Brian Davis, the beat writer for the Austin American Statesman, covers Texas, longtime pal of mine, all the way back to our Arlington Morning News days, the now defunct Arlington Morning News. God rest its soul. All right, uh, Stephen, let's continue here. We've got a lot to get to, and we'll do more of this tomorrow, but we need to react to – we got all this breaking news going on. We got an Eagles coach fired. Is that where Urban's going to go now? Could Urban get in the mix there? And a wild card weekend, a very interesting one that we need to react to. That's all next. Recently on the John Moore Show. Jerry Hill with us, Baylor Bear Foundation, talking about the uh, just-released 25 for 25, top 25 Baylor student-athletes in the Big 12 era. And this is the 25th year of the Big 12. It was tough. It was tough leaving some people off, um, great athletes, great people, that kind of thing. But, man, it's you, you just get to 25, and you have to be happy with that list. And, and so, uh, yeah, I do think, though, there will be a lot of debate over the next couple of months. That's fun, though. That's what these lists are about. They're they're about some debate, but I I think this list in particular too is about honoring a, a great era of Baylor athletics, you know, in the Big Twelve era, and and honoring all these ones that have come through here. The John Morris Show, two to three p.m. weekdays here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, new year, and that means it's time for that new truck or car you have been wanting. Let me tell you where to go. Alan Samuels in Waco, Customer First Award for Excellence Winner, the most prestigious award in the car business. Right now, incredible uh, cashback offers, subprime offers. Check out these new January 21 special 
offers. Oh, man, look at these. 2020 Dodge Charger XST total values, $5,670, 0% for 72 months, standalone APR, 2020 Dodge Journey, the most affordable third-row seating. Steven, listen to that. you got a, you got a big family. Third-row seating vehicle with total values up to $6,750. And if you're looking for tougher than nails, check out 2020 Jeep Renegade Latitude with total values $6,750 off 2020 Jeep Gladiators. All models up to $4,000 total values off the most decorated SUV, the 2021 Jeep Cherokee Latitude Plus and the Lux with up to $5,500 total values, 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee. That's what I drive. The Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo up to $4,250 total values off. You're looking for that truck. Uh, check out the Motor Trend Truck of the Year for the last three years. Uh, wow, the 2021 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Lone Star total values up to 7250 or 0% for 60 months or 2.9% for 72 months plus a $3,000 total value back. Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business. What you do in privacy is your own business. What you do in public with your truck, well, that's our business at Pickup Outfitters. In your garage, it's okay for your truck to parade around in the nude with no accessories. Hey, this is still America. But when you bring your truck out in public, it's just common decency to put an outfit on your truck. And that's where we come in at Pickup Outfitters. Put a cover on that bed. Cover your rear end with a bumper and a hitch, for goodness sakes. There are women and children on the roads. And guys, don't leave your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox. Be proud of your truck and stand tall with a lift kit. Or improve your truck's posture with a leveling kit. Add some class to your pickup with new wheels and tires. Or dress up for a date with your new RV or boat with a fifth wheel or a receiver hitch. At Pickup Outfitters, we're dedicating to making the roads decent for all Central Texans. So when taking your truck out in public, remember your manners and accessorize it properly with an outfit from Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. Wild Card Weekend saw Buffalo hang on to beat the Colts 27-24. Rams got past Seattle 30-20. And Tampa Bay beat Washington 31-23 on Saturday. Yesterday, Baltimore advances beating Tennessee 30-13. New Orleans beat Chicago 21-9. And Cleveland got a playoff win beating the Pittsburgh Steelers 48-37. L.A. will face Green Bay. Baltimore has Buffalo, Tampa Bay, and New Orleans. And Cleveland gets Kansas City in the divisional round. Number two, Baylor beat TCU 67-49 on Saturday to stay undefeated, and the game between the Bears and West Virginia tomorrow night has been postponed. Tonight, Alabama will look to win its 18th national championship, and Nick Saban his sixth as the head coach of the Crimson Tide. When 12-0 Alabama faces off against 7-0 Ohio State. Kickoff is at 7 on ESPN. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. One forty-seven on a Monday, Matt Mosley show alongside uh, Stephen Simcox. We are rolling, Stephen. I was trying to find out. I was gonna, I was gonna retweet something that we just that you just put up. Our interview with Brian Davis. Oh, there he is, Coach Sark. Okay, he's at Coach Sark. All right, Landon. Uh, that's good. All right, we'll get that out there. 
you imagine those two poolside at the Fontainebleau? You think if Sark tried to go out to poolside, some of those Alabama fans would have tried to jump in there and ask Sark some questions, maybe what he intended to do versus Ohio State tonight. <laughs> that Coach, was what, what, what are your first ten plays today? What's, what's the script for tonight? That was where I stayed, Stephen, for the last Super Bowl when everybody was together. Q and uh, our friends that uh, are no longer with us. I always like mentioning their name, but I think I'm not supposed to. But I, I uh, that was good times. We were all together there at the, uh, and I was at I was at Nobu, which is a restaurant usually, but there's a Nobu hotel at Miami Beach, and then uh, and then the rest of the crew, Stephen, kept saying, "No, where we are, that's yeah, not that cool. It's not that great. Yeah, you will stay there at Miami Beach. You don't need to come see us." And Stephen, like toward the end of my time there at Super Bowl week. I, I, I kind of looked it up to see where they were, the neighborhood, and it said greatest, it was like the trendiest neighborhood in all of Miami. The great, it was like they were in the middle of all the great stuff. And Q and the fellas, they said, no, Mosley, you don't want to come over here. No, you know Q. Q would have been down for hanging on South Beach with, with um, did, do you think Q really wanted to be with me at Miami Beach, kind of a pasty the pasty white guy. I was just lathering on sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, he would have oh. been okay with it. He enjoyed y'all's time in New Orleans together. Yeah, except when I would take him down. Yeah, to except like, when you uh, took him to the antique district or whatever that was. Hey, guys, let's walk around down here. Down in the antique district. I don't, think, I don't know if Q really appreciated that. Q now is on uh, the Fox affiliate that, that we have, 3 to 6. Steven, you join him over there in the afternoons. And then, of course, uh, on ESPN Central Texas, J-Mo follows us. And then he's followed by Glenn Stretch-Smith at 3 o'clock, former Cowboys scout and coach. And then at 4, game time, that's Tom Barfield. And then Garrett gets involved with that. Steven, that's a lot, of, that's a lot going on right now. But that's good. Lots of different opportunities. Lots of different opportunities there for people who want to listen. I know you've been enjoying that, Steven. And then, of course, speaking of Fox, uh, Stephen, I got good news back. FoxSports.com, apparently my series did enormous numbers for them. So I may get asked back. Good. Uh, yeah, yeah, did good numbers for It's Fox nice Sports. that people com. are, like, finding out you can write, even though that's what you did for a long time. <laughs> I know. You should have heard Tom. I went on with Tom the other day. Now, Matt, what is this? You're with Fox? What? What is this? I said, Tom, it's FoxSports.com. You know, it's the national – it's their national website, but. Tom was kind of like, no, now what is this writing you do? When did you start writing? No, he didn't say that. Surely Tom knows. Stephen, don't you think Tom knows about my illustrious career? Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, we need to tell him, Stephen. We need to say, Tom, Mosley used to do some stuff. But anyway, we got good news back for that. Uh, the only problem is, Stephen, the onboarding process for Fox has not been easy, as you might expect. They, so today I got an email, Matt, something didn't go right with your onboarding with HR, and you need to go into your inbox on Workday. Stephen, do you think I have any idea what Workday is? Yeah, I doubt you saved whatever that was, at the, whatever portal they sent you to when you had to set all that up. Matt, it said go in your inbox to Workday. I've got, I've got zero I have an shot. inbox on Yahoo, on Gmail. Guys, could you send this to my Gmail account? Because I got, I got zero shot of getting into Workday. 
All right, Stephen, I don't think I'm alone in that. Really, Workday is the worst thing that ever happened to America because none of us really understand it. Workday. I'm glad that's one of the things I love about Eminem Broadcasting. We're never gonna we're never gonna have something called Workday to deal with. All right, Stephen. Um, let's talk about the weekend, though. I mean, we've got breaking news. Uh, Peterson. Wow, this is very interesting. Ian Rappaport has the report. You know, we we know that uh, Peterson was fired or the Eagles. They parted ways. And, it, and, and, and at Rappaport is reporting that it came down to well, – here's what it boiled down to. Peterson was sick of people telling him what to do. <laughs> I like this. Now Peterson's going to get it out there that he was ordered to, you know, tank that game and he, when he took Jalen Hurts out and they didn't try to win against the Washington football team, that that was everybody else's fault and he was told to do that, which may be the case. I don't know. But I like this narrative. Now, Doug Peterson, now if there's some offensive coordinator positions open, think about that. What if Bienemy from the Chiefs gets a head coaching job? Would they bring Peterson right back in there to serve under Andy Reid? Bring him back there to KC? Or will Peterson get in one of these head coaching situations? Where could Peterson? Could, he in, could the Jets? Could the Jaguars? Stephen, has anybody hired a head coach yet? I'm trying to think of the carousel. It's about five openings. No, not not Chargers that I, hired. Chargers mind. interviewed um, Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett, yeah. All right, we'll start today, Stephen. We're we're almost out of time here. That's one of the good things and the bad things about a one-hour show. It moves quickly. I mean, it's exciting. We just hit the ground running, but we whew, we don't have time to hit all these games. We'll get to some of them tomorrow. Last night, the Steelers. We look up, Stephen. We were social distancing. Had a couple of buddies over. Had a couple of buddies over. And, uh, you know, a singer-songwriter, for our official singer-songwriter for the show, Ronnie Foss, brought some pizza over, all right? And then uh, Daniel Dunsworth, a big listener of the show, uh, he came by, and we, we spread out, and we were watching we were watching some, uh, some of the Steelers. And, 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 man, before we'd even sat down, was it Pouncey who hikes the ball over? I mean, you, it was just a bad sign from the start. Hikes the ball way over Big Ben's head, and then <laughs> the running back overran the ball, and and they, they jump on the end zone, and then the and then the, it was just over. Now you know, Stephen, no Cleveland Browns fan felt safe at any point in that game because, of course, Big Ben finally found a rhythm because they were way down. They had to throw a bunch, and so they were going up and down the field. And I've had to laugh at all these like national sites. First of all, when did ESPN national site like the Twitter and like whatever else, Bleacher Report. Like, when did they get into, like, congratulating people or, like, consoling people? It used to be about just kind of like, you know, giving the results. Now it's like, hats off to Big Ben. Hats off to Big Ben. You kept trying. You got 500 yards. He threw it 68 times. I hope he had 500 yards. He threw four interceptions. It was a disaster. I know some of them were tipped. Don't you love how sometimes we give the quarterback, well, it was tipped. That was tipped. It's a quarterback's fault when the ball gets deflected. <laughs> yeah, if somebody throw. jumps up there and hits the ball, or if he throws behind a guy like he did on that one throw and it gets picked off, that's the quarterback's fault. We can't just go, well, those were deflections. Matt, uh, three of those were deflections. That's Big Ben's fault. Steven, 
hats off to uh, – I don't know what that says for coaching in the NFL when you lose like four or five of your coaches. Stefanski's not there. The special teams coach, Coach – how do we say his name? Stephen Prefert or Pryfert? Coach Pryfert or something? Prefer. Either Prefer or Pryfer. The special teams coach was running the show. And all of a sudden they look up and they have a 28 nothing lead in that game. Stephen, are you buying the Browns – as a team that could scare some people moving forward, or do you think? Do you think that? Do you think Kansas City? Do you think these AFC teams just shut them down immediately? Do you think they just say Browns, good story, you're done? Well, no, I'll buy into it a little bit, Matt, because I mean, yeah, obviously KC's loaded, but I think the Browns have a good formula to stay in that game. They run the football. They try to. You know, sort of protect Baker Mayfield. Um, he'll make some throws, but they're not asking him to do everything. And if you can run the football and keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, then uh, that's a recipe for success against Kansas City. So uh, I'll buy into it. I think they're a team that could present some matchup problems for the Chiefs. All right. All right. Steven is on board with these uh, Browns. Also wanted to add... I, I, was, I was proud of Lamar Jackson down. I, I don't think it's fair after two playoff games, two losses to go, when will he ever win one? I mean, it's kind of unfair. But the guy came back in that game, had some great runs, weird call in that game where a uh, – no, that's the Bills I'm thinking about. <laughs> but anyway, there was a really weird call in that Bills game I want to get to. But there was also some weird calls in that in the, in the Ravens. But I just thought – what the Ravens were able to do, that was that was gutty. That was, hey, down 10 nothing. let's get back in this thing, and let's do what we do, and I felt great for Lamar. One of the great players in the NFL and a guy who deserved to win a playoff game, and now that's a hot team. That's a hot team that uh, you got to be scared of because that man is one of the most feared offensive players in the game. Steven, great work by you. Lots of breaking news today. I know J-Mo has a lot in store. Thought he had a good, Stephen, he, uh, J-Mo, uh, got Grimes. Got the first interview, landed the first interview with uh, Coach Grimes, the new Baylor offensive coordinator, and I would have to think J-Mo, that'll be a big part of his his uh, show today. J-Mo is next in his 2 o'clock slot. We'll see you tomorrow, 1 o'clock. Thanks, everybody.